Welcome along to the Big Red Bench and a great show ahead. Looking back on Cork's big, big win over Limerick today at the Gaelic Grounds and the Miners draw as well with the Limerick team earlier on today. That is all on the way. Also coming up, we're going to hear about Skeena Skull finals happening all next week. We also will get our chat back with Kevin O'Callaghan who was on yesterday speaking about the Cork under 14 hurlers we'll also hear from Cork City interim boss John Cotter about tomorrow's game with UCD and we also hear about the Cork City team who are heading to Georgia for the Amputee Champions League it's all on the way Yeah, big, big show uh, to come here on the Big Red Bench. Myself, Kieran O'Regan, till 7 o'clock this evening. Uh, starting off with some uh, of that Gaelic games in Cork, have turned their Munster Championship around with an impressive 126 to 119 win over Limerick at the Gaelic Grounds today. Cork took the lead 10 minutes into the second half. Uh, and didn't concede it before full time. Patrick Horgan found the net, the back of the net for the Rebels. Semerick's first defeat since being crowned All Ireland champions last September after going unbeaten in the Allianz National League. We'll hear all about that game uh, soon enough. Mark Dynan is there for us. He's just uh, trying to get John Myler now, uh, interview him, and we'll catch up with Mark after just to do a bit of analysis. Earlier on, Tipperary made it two ins from two by comfortably beating Waterford 230. To 18 points at Temple Stadium. Man of the match, Jason Ford and captain Seamus Callan getting the goals for a tip. The Dacia, meanwhile, finished with 14 men after Conor Gleeson was sent off for two yellow cards. And the, uh, that loss means our hopes of progressing beyond the round robin system are extremely slim after losing to Clare last weekend. Uh, they'll need a lot of other results to go their way now. In the Leinster Hurling Championship, Kilkenny enjoyed a 322 to 114 win over Carlo at Netwatch Cullen Park today while at Parnell Park in Dublin Wexford played out a 122 to 219 draw Sean Moran the saviour for the Blues there with a last gasp goal from a free to level it second half goals from Liam Silk Johnny Heaney and Martin Farher saw Galway beat Sligo 311 to 7 points at Markovich Park the Trisman await the winners of Mayo and Roscommon now in the Connacht Football Championship final it uh, went extra time as well between down and our Ma in Park Elser in the Ulster Championship. They finished up 210 to 113. So uh, we'll have a full time result from that shortly enough. In golf, Brooks Kepka is well on course to retain his USPJ Championship title. The American is 12 under par heading into his final round, staggering seven shots ahead of the chasing pack. Rory McElroy is two over through three, while Shane Lowry is also two over after one hole today. Graham McDowell is a shot back on three over through 12. In football, Vincent Company has been appointed player manager of Belgian side Anderlecht after Manchester City announced he was ending his 11-year spell at the club. He captained them to victory over Watford in the FA Cup final yesterday's 10th major honour since joining in 2008. The final, meanwhile, of the European Under-17 Championship that's currently taking place in Tala, Italy. And the Netherlands involved in that and the uh, latest score after 76 minutes is uh, Netherlands 4, 
Italy won. So uh, that result looks like a foregone conclusion at this stage. In the Munster Senior League, Douglas Hall uh, defeated Avondale one goal to nil, while Leeds overcame Mayfield four goals to two. And Ringman Rangers had a 3-0 win over Rockmount earlier on today in the, the league coming to its conclusion soon there in the Munster Senior League so all those results vitally important and will play a big big part Avondale of course uh, I think that's their second game first or se- second game I think after their uh, big win last weekend up in Dublin and today the Cork City women's team were taking on Piemont in Bishopstown and unfortunately it was the Dublin side who came away with the points three points in total and they got three goals as well and finished that way three goals to nil in Bishopstown in the Women's National League now a massive massive day for the Rebels today they have defeated Limerick in the Senior Hurling Championship we'll hear about that in the next few moments but first, uh, Mark Dynan was up there all day and the minors were on before the seniors. And Mark caught up with uh, Cork minor boss John Constantine after their 116-19 point draw with Limerick. Oh yeah, um, like, you know, I would say we didn't play our best. Uh, so you'd be kind of saying, look, if we were to play it again, I wouldn't have a worry. Uh, we need to be sharper and whatever Limerick were that bit sharper they turned us over a couple of times but look uh, you play what's in front of you and we were in trouble right through the second half we, were, we went five points down at one stage and the lads kept going bit by bit bit by bit bit by bit and then you know to, 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 to draw a neck in, in added time the way it was and you know I think it'll be it's a great experience for them and to be five points down heading into the final 15 minutes it's a fantastic comeback yeah um, all, like, and to come back like with, with point after point the Boston goals or whatever um, no, it, it was excellent it uh, stand to them and you know we look back and we look at things we could have done better maybe we shouldn't have been in that situation but um, you know it, it doesn't matter like when you come back when you come back having played that's your best and you come back and you get a, a, a draw and you're the team that comes from behind away from home is invaluable and you get off to a great start for 15 minutes against the breeze really good start oh sure we were flying we were absolutely flying and, and then we butchered maybe uh, four or five chances maybe overplay maybe we weren't in the right mind it's hard to know and Limerick grew in confidence like it was their first game so they were a bit nervous we didn't kind of put them away when we made the chance they grew and then they took the game to us and we were lucky in a way to be gone in uh, only a point down at half time and then we they kept every time they came out the start of the second half they tagged on a few points we'd bring it back they tagged on a few more so it was a real struggle start to finish but the lads like you know uh, fierce respect for the way they just held in there and like you know again I know it's a function of age but they're young and like to do that as the crowd were getting bigger and the Limerick cheers were getting louder but at least we had a, a, a few cheers from the car support which drove, us on, which drove the lads on and it was great to get that support but to actually come like and actually make get the draw I think is uh, will stand to us no end you know? and Darryl Flynn he was fantastic today took his goal really well and that point at the end that free nervous of steel <laughs> oh, Darryl's the when Darryl's in good form he's the joker so he never gets phased and so I, I there was, like he'd missed one just before it but it never worried me because it doesn't worry Dara so you knew that 
could come in and get a strike on it and we just hoped that the wind wouldn't catch it so fair play to him and John undefeated now following up with the, the win over Tipperary last week and a draw today has it been a really good start to the championship very good and um, we had to win one game we had to be you know we had to be coming out of this phase with two points where we have three uh, but means you know we, like, we now have to beat Waterford that puts us then going to Ennis with, 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 with everything in the melting pot so we just need to make sure now we knuckle down we focus on, on Waterford and get a result there because you have to win you just have to win your home game and the manner that you got the draw today, do you think lads will take uh, confidence in that? Oh, it is, because it's three weeks as well, you see. And with a three-week break, if you've been beaten, you know, fellas will be a bit, uh, you know, they're getting a bit agitated. Whereas now, OK, in a day or two, we'll probably go, oh, we only came out with a draw. But now, everybody, the dressing room's buzzing. They're all delighted with life. I suppose it was like a win, really, the way you got the draw. It is. I mean, I'd say Limerick were disappointed. They thought they had us. But we got the, we got the draw, and, you know, fellas are absolutely delighted, you know, Obviously, we'd have preferred to win, but I mean, look, the, way, the manner of the draw nearly makes it as good as win. Thanks. Uh, there, have Mark Donnan speaking to Cork minor boss John Constine following that big week uh, draw in the Gaelic grounds today and following last week's win over Tip. It sets them up uh, nicely in the table going forward. Now, uh, the Cork seniors had a magnificent win over Limerick earlier on today, uh, just finished before we came on air. And Mark has just caught up with Kanturkman and uh, corner forward uh, for the day, Aidan Walsh. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely delighted. Um, after last weekend, um, I don't know, backs were against the wall today, and it's probably not going championship today. If we lost, we were probably didn't have any chance of getting through. But uh, no, we're just delighted we put in a performance and fellas stood up to stood up to today. And uh, like that, we did our job. We did what we said we do, and uh, I think we showed the scoreboard. And you played like a season a team with our season on the line today. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, in fairness, there's some big calls made. Um, the management said, but in, in uh, like that myself, uh, Rob Downey and Mark Ellis into the team today and uh, you know, I think um, I was delighted for the lads um, for, like that worked very hard did what we said we do and uh, the fellas were hurting but it was probably the perfect situation um, there would be the six day turnaround so we'd quick, we'd quick turnaround but that was perfect for us because we, we knew we'd, we, we didn't uh, choose the good last or the goods last weekend and uh, we'd fast opportunity to, to, to go down to the Ireland champions into their home venue like and to, to, to prove everyone wrong and I think most people brought us off today but um, John we know ourselves we have a, a great great group and um, a lot of fellas didn't make the panel today and um, that are just as good as the fellas on the panel but um, I think the fellas that did come off the bench today really they could all and got two great points um, Matt, Matt, uh, Steve McDonald came on cornerback Todd Jackson second half uh, Shane Kingston got on the ball a brilliant second half and that's what I think showed there at the end because it's got it's Apologies about that, just uh, cutting across there of uh, Aidan Walsh who uh, spoke to Mark Dynan a little bit uh, earlier on. We'll uh, try and get um, Aidan back there in a second. We might be able to get him uh, just in a minute. But uh, before all that, uh, Mark also caught up. You can hear him uh, going in the background there. Mark also caught up with uh, John Myler, the senior manager. 
Yeah, look, it was a good performance today. I'm delighted with it, and uh, you know that we learned a lot from last week's game against Tipperary, and that's hugely important. And uh, you know, to come out today with that victory is, is important. But it's just two points out of two games, and uh, you know, we have a huge, massive game against Waterford now in three weeks' time. So we need to be ready for that. Big response to last week was that a harsh words after the Tipperary game. No harsh words. We needed to address the issues which were obvious last week in Parky Keeve, and we addressed those with with Donald, Froggy, and Declan. Um, addressed them this week in training and you know they were addressed and um, and that was it what was the main difference this week you think work compared with. to last week work with it's all the work with was phenomenal today. Uh, the tackling the work with the decision making we took some really good scores then and you know Hoggy, Hoggy's goal was critical then you know midway through the second half and that gave us the opportunity to drive on yeah as you mentioned there Patrick Hagen's goal that really kind of drove you on this, it gave you yeah, a bit of it, it gave you the um it gave you the time just to stop and reflect and you were I think four or five points up and that's it then Danny Carney you know came in with a couple of points you know we got a few good scores and, and you know then Dick and Dalton came on got two great scores so small little things and just kept our nerve our decision making was good Was Lash's game a factor as well that's the semi-final? Uh, I didn't want to lose another six point defeat or uh, I didn't want to lose a six point deficit again and uh, you know what I mean I was afraid that because Keane Lynch made a couple of breaks he nearly got two couple of times our defence swarmed them out and you know that we didn't want to lose another six point game so we made sure we didn't and your bench as well say every, every player that came on made an impact contributed like, like for Alan Cadigan to come on for Lahan after a few minutes and then to show like he was a bit rusty but um, really 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 played well and um, you know so and Dickie Dalton came on for over two fantastic oh, points as well Dalton has that Dalton has that something and that's what we look for in the league and we got it there today and I'm delighted for him to get two great points and you know re- really really valuable points there in the end you know and confidence wise what does this do for the panel now winning away to the Ireland champions no sure like look if you look at it four matches have been played four matches have been played and three of them have been won by away teams like it's, it's, it's kind of crazy uh, you know what I mean it's crazy like that I don't know I think there was only one away game one last year Clare beat Tip and Turles and that was it so like it's uh, but any any team can beat any team in the Munster Championship. But why do you think that is, John? Is there more pressure at home? No, no. The, 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 the teams are so even. Like, like Limerick, Limerick have a super team, and Waterford and Clare and Tipperary, Cork, they're all really, really good teams, and and um, no, that. that Hurling is the winner, really. Like, you know, I mean, the competition. You know, the the the, the type of hurling, the intensity of it that was played today was really, really good. And uh, scoring difference as well today. Like he, he kind of overrode that seven point defeat last yeah, yeah, year. That could be, yeah, be crucial in head to heads. And but like we need to focus on Waterford in three weeks time. That's it. And John, do you think the three week gap now is that is that kind of um, we're a break a bit of momentum? No, no, after I'll, today, I'll, take, I'll take the break. But but to see going into play Waterford, who will have a game played. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, they'll have an advantage there now, but I think the confidence coming out of that today will be important. Yeah, John Myler there speaking to Mark Dynan after the uh, game today. Uh, I think we can uh, possibly go back to uh, Aidan Walsh as well, who also spoke with Mark. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, we knew we were playing. We knew we were playing well, and uh, I know Limerick got a great goal, but I thought we responded very well. James, James Harney was very unlucky not to get a goal from, straight from the puck out. So we knew we could create opportunities, and we knew if we, if we took, took the game to Limerick, and Limerick, you know, standing holding team. But if you leave him play, 
they'll, they'll, hurl, they'll hurl you all day like so uh, we just we said to ourselves that we just keep working keep pushing uh, keep doing what we say we do and uh, it, whatever happens after that happens but um, John just delighted about came, came, came together today and Aidan how are you finding coming back into the panel this year yeah I love it I absolutely love it to be honest I, I know I, I'm not uh, one of the, the the best horrors in the group but I, I got to have a job to do I have to work as hard as I can get the ball to the ways I can score and when I'm doing that I'm happy enough uh, once I do my job um, I'm, I'm happy and great, it's a great group to be involved in like that Hurling Cork is, is, is well and truly number one and what I think he showed out today the Cork supporters really came and their numbers especially after a poor week last week uh, they really showed up today and we're delighted that we had put on performance so. and you mentioned that work ethic it seemed to be fantastic throughout the team today is that something that John Myler instills in you? yeah yeah. and we, we, we know ourselves if we put in the work um, everything else is fun the pace after that I know fellas can have an off day but um, we, we know if we keep keep the intensity high uh, things will fall into place and like even for myself there uh, the first two or three balls missed them um, but like that kept plugging away and things started to come, to come together um, in occasions and uh, I think that that uh, was the same throughout the team just fellas kept working kept no matter what happened we just kept kept doing kept doing what we, what we were told to do and uh, you know, I just showed there um, that we no matter what happened Limerick had a good few chances got a few scores but it, it, the game always seemed to be in our hands like uh, we always say we always want to be the hunters not the hunters um, so we always want to be hunting for the ball and, and uh, not we dictate the game not the team dictate, or dictates the game to us so um, we're just delighted that today it worked out at the end of the day it's only two points um, we have to move on now from the ball from Chew's time which will be massive game and that's a three week gap is that a, is that a help or a hindrance does it break a bit of momentum now after today uh, no I like that so you can work both ways uh, we have to have we're very lucky as I say we've talked to nine-man panel we're very competitive um, in house games and uh, great group great group of lads and for us just look forward to going back to the train you know, uh, next next week or two get a bit of work done get a bit of, get more miles in the clock build up the fitness a bit more and uh, we'll be in good shape um, for the Warford game like that Warford half this game I think the Warford last today so they'll have to win the next day which will be an extra an extra incentive for us to, to make sure that we'll be putting a performance and uh, don't we really look forward to this um, it, this is the time of year this, the occasions you want to be involved in, and even there today in, in Hill's Kitchen as I was calling myself all week so these are the days you want to be involved and I'm um, just delighted that I got the opportunity and uh, don't just give it everything thanks Aidan yeah, no well done today uh, there you have Aidan Walsh speaking to Mark Dynan uh, a little bit earlier on as well today after that win we've heard from John Myler as well the manager and I think now we can uh, hear from Dan Kearney who was speaking to Mark yeah you know it was great to uh, put in a performance to be proud of um, we were very disappointed leaving Parky Cueve last weekend we felt we didn't do ourselves justice and we came up against a really good tip outfit so you know we were just delighted that we put in a good performance and uh, got the two points What was it like in training during the week after the prayer again? Uh, look it wasn't easy it was a lot of hard questions are asked to him we knew though we were, we're not a million miles away you know we, we knew that you don't become a bad side overnight um, there was a lot of stuff uh, written about us and I suppose a certain experts writing us off but um, you know we didn't really pay too much attention to that we knew we had a really good uh, chance coming here today um, and you know we, we made a few changes from the Tipperary game and thankfully they paid dividends and was that your factor were you looking at Limerick there maybe during the winter and thinking that could have been us um, I, I suppose I suppose that, that that's, that's always kind of there kind of underlying in maybe your subconscious but you just take every game and it's all merits and you know you try to put in performance
performance that you can walk away and be proud of and stand over and thankfully we were able to do that today To come so close in the semi-final last year must have been a motivating factor when yeah. you met Limerick today um, You know what uh, sport you know there's fine margins we, we've come out to the right side of a lot of results so that's just the way it goes and you know we weren't dwelling too much on last year you know it's, it's firmly um, you know in 2018 we're just focused on, on 2019 now we're looking forward to the next game and Cork and Limerick they're two sides there's not a puck of a ball between them no you know um, I suppose there's there's good rivalries there now building up in Munster um, we, I suppose we, we've had a lot of games out with Clare over the last few years and then we start seem to be building up a, a bit of a rivalry with Limerick now so uh, you know it, it's brilliant there to be playing in front of a, a packed uh, Gaelic rounds you know 30,000 again it's it's brilliant and it makes all the long winter nights worthwhile I suppose there's no better fixture to get your season back on track away to the All-Ireland Champions no you know and, and I suppose that's the beauty of the new system um, we the game, you know, week on week, and you know, it, it was brilliant to be able to put the poor performance last week behind us with delivering a good performance this weekend. Um, and you know, we, we're looking forward now to going in and pre- preparing for our next game. And talking to John there, he said work rate. He was very impressed with the work rate today. He seemed to be very good throughout the team. Yeah, you know, I suppose one of the, the words that we use, I suppose we failed to bring in superior was attitude and, and a bit of desire. Um, you know, we were disappointed in that, and I thought we. Reverse that today, and you know, played with great instinct, great attitude, great um, energy, um, and I suppose it reflected in the scoring. And Huggy's goal that kind of gave you that bit of breathing space, so you never look back from there. Yeah, you know, Limerick got um, Limerick got a, a good goal um, before half time, and Shamey nearly reacted. Mm. Got the goal, he made a great save, so we, we came close, and you know, no better man than at the end of it, uh, Huggy. You know, once he gets a chance for goal, he'll, he'll take those chances. Yeah, you could hear the cock crowd here. There's been fantastic cock support. Down here on the Gaelic grounds tonight. Yeah, you know it's brilliant. Like as I said, like we had a full house in Parky Cueve last weekend, and you know we're going to have another full, full, full house today. It's it's great to get those crowds, and you know they really get the energy going. And a three week gap now for the war for game at home on a Saturday night on the eighth of June. Yeah, exactly. You know we've plenty to analyse, um, plenty to look back on, and, and, and prepare accordingly for our next opponent. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, there you have. Um, Dan Kearney speaking to Mark Dynan uh, earlier on uh, well in the last few moments uh, straight after that game after that massive massive win in the Gaelic grounds against Limerick which gets some points up on the board uh, very importantly because uh, after last week's loss to Tipperary it was certainly needed if they had lost today they would effectively uh, have put themselves out of the Munster Senior Hurling Championship so uh, fantastic that they have got those uh, two points and that win which will uh, should do wonders for the team but they do have uh, that break now uh, a two-week break and they'll play Waterford on the 8th of June in Parky Rin it's an evening game um, or Parky Cueve I should say not Parky Rin um, against Waterford so uh, lots to look forward to for the Rebels we'll hopefully uh, have Mark on shortly um, I think we actually might have Mark now Mark are you with us? I am indeed yeah Mark uh, some win we just heard from all the players there and John Myler it's massive yeah fantastic uh, I'm here on a very sunny uh, Gaelic grounds it was a fantastic win like that's some turnaround in seven days like you know from from the Tipperary game last week and just talking to John there like when I asked John like what was the big difference in, in a week like what was the main thing and he said work rate One, he just two words work rate and he just said it really kind of like it was something that they had talked about during the week 
um, you know, when they were going through that Tipperary defeat. But it's like today, they were just so hungry. Like, the Cork played like a team that their season was on the line, their year was on the line, and, you know, they fought for just every ball. And even, like, the bench as well, any player that came off the bench today um, really made an impact as well, you know. Alan Cadigan came on for the injured Connolly Han, he got a couple of points. You know, Dickie Dalton came on and got a few points. You know, it was, it was just a real uh, panel effort today. And, um, you know, just even speaking to some of the players afterwards and speaking to John Myler, you know, when I asked him about it was last year, a bit of a factor as well. You know, six points up against Limerick and the other in the semi-final. And, uh, you know, that was a bit of a motivating factor. It was probably, it was actually probably, strangely enough, it was probably the best fixture for Cork today, I think. Yeah. Um, after last week, you know, I'd say if you were going to pick a fixture, it was going to be Limerick away actually between last year the two games last year and you know it was just if there's ever a game to get your season back on track like it's uh, it's against the All-Ireland Champions and, and do, do so, you know, like, th- this is really setting up the, the, the remainder of the Munster Championship to be absolutely cracking because Waterford oh, need the points the next day or because their their championship is effectively over but if they got two wins and depending on other results they could still be in it um, exactly yeah Yeah, and Limerick are going to go out the, the next day and be a different team altogether as well so it's it's really after the results so far have made us shape up to be uh, what could be a cracking finishing attempt. It is like, and, and you know, like scoring difference could be massive as well because, mm. like last week, when Cork lost by seven points last week, we were thinking, geez, you know, at the end of the championship, you know, that could be crucial if it comes down to, you know, scoring difference. But they, they actually cancelled that out today, and yeah. they've actually affected Limerick's scoring difference. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard to call, like, you know, Waterford away for Limerick next, you know, Limerick are going to be under pressure, you know, then we have Walford at home on the 8th of June, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's such a, an open Munster Championship, I know Tipperary were very impressed to put up mm. a, not a massive score again today, like, but, um, you know, it's going to be some summer and, you know, it's great for Cork to, to be still in it and to be right in contention now because if we lost today, uh, I think we were going to be up against it. Yeah. Our season w- wasn't over if we lost today, mm. but, you know, we were looking at a really uphill uh, battle to keep our season alive. Yeah, and after two minutes, you were thinking, oh, this is going to be an uphill battle because Lahan went off. Yeah, yeah I mean, Graham McKay got that goal as well. I think Limerick had their tails mm-hmm. up at that stage. And, uh, you know, you were worried Limerick might might pull away a bit, but in fairness, Cork kept coming back and that second half performance was fantastic. You know, I'd say at halftime, they were saying, like, look, our season's on the line here and just the second half is just fantastic Hoggy's goal like he took it so well yeah fantastic goal like um, but you see you know there's some fantastic displays I don't know who got man of the match but I'd say Owen Cadigan would be pretty close but you, you got a little one Owen Cadigan was man of the match yeah was he actually yeah, yeah because um, yeah I thought he was superb today uh, Dan Carney Bill Cooper there was some fantastic displays but it was a real panel effort today and uh that's it's it's a turnaround really in a week you know it's a, everything kind of went wrong wrong last week kind of we put it to right this week yeah um, but as Joe is a it's a savage win yeah it, it, it is a pretty big win um, which they have the the break now uh, Mark they have two weeks off mm. then they play Waterford in Parky Cueve on Saturday the eighth of June yeah you're thinking is that a good thing or a bad thing like yeah. because there'll be there'll be a lot of momentum after um, after today like yeah. uh, like last week the best thing for Cork was to be playing seven days later like the, you know if they had a bit of yeah. a gap they'd probably have too much time to mull over the defeat of last week but um, you know a two week gap now again you know but 
you know, after today, they'll take a lot of confidence out of that today. And it's like with Cork last year, we, we, we see a lot. We're not far away. You know, you're thinking we're not far away. We're this, like we could have beaten Limerick in the All-Ireland semi-final last year. We're not that far off. Um, there's not a puck of a ball between a lot of teams in this championship and you know we're in with every chance now and uh, as I mentioned there like the panel as well we really seem to have options off the bench as well this year which which could be crucial that was massive last year for Limerick they had those options off the bench and I think we we have them as well this year um, yeah. but you know it's, it, 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 you, you couldn't count anything for you know it's the championship where you kind of go yeah Warford are struggling we've got Warford at home next Mm. But then you're thinking, you know, you just never know. This Munster Championship, I tell you, you just you couldn't predict it. Leinster as well this year. Leinster mm-hmm. as well, like the Dublin Wexford were drawn as well today. Like it's yeah. just uh, this Rome Robin farm has really seemed to made this championship just just a fascinating, even more fascinating, I think. Certainly. And just before I leave you go, Mark, um, Bill Cooper back in the squad today. Obviously, him missing last week had a big effect on Cork, but he was back in today. Played very well. Uh, I think there might have been a, a time during the game where they thought he might be injured, might have to come off, but he, he got up and in. Yeah. Uh, Cad- yeah. Cadigan Allen as well, after coming on after two minutes, his first touch got a point. There was some fantastic, while everyone played fantastic, you could see it was a completely different team uh, attitude wise yeah. today. Uh, there was a lot of and individual I think, performances. I think Bill Cooper gives that physical presence as well. Like you know, He always gives, anytime you see him for Cork, like, he, he, he gives everything. Like, and he's that. He's that physical presence as well, and that was that was crucial against this um, this Limerick side. And like Aidan Walsh as well, I thought he really came into it in the second half. He had a really good second half, and uh, you know it's just when you look through the team today, like uh, like everyone played their part. It was a real team effort. It was a real kind of like this is it. This is this is our summer. Like this is on the line here. Like, um, but I, I don't know if you picked up on it in John's interview there. He said we weren't going to blow, blow another six point lead yeah. to Limerick. You know, we weren't letting this one get away from us. Uh, we were coming away with the win here today, no matter what. Like, and uh, you know, it's just the hunger and just the attitude of the players today. It was just, it was just fantastic all around for Cork. Great yeah. day and like a great support here as well. Like, packed out Gaelic grounds, uh, but plenty of Walker Cox supporters as well, and uh, a lot to look forward to for the rest of the summer. Yeah, certainly, Mark. Uh, thanks very much for that. We we'll leave you. Get back to uh, Cork. I'm sure there'll be plenty of traffic heading down towards Charleville. But uh, thanks very much for joining us at a bigger event. Yeah. There you have Mark Dynan uh, speaking to us live from the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick. Fantastic win for Cork. We're going to stay on Gaelic Games after the break. We'll uh, hear about Skeena Skull and all their finals during the week. And we also will hear from Cork City FC's amputee team who are heading to the Champions League next week. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Now, welcome back to the Big Red Bench. I'm Kieran Rogan with you till 7 o'clock. Fantastic win for the Rebels up in Limerick and a draw for the Miners as well. Um, so uh, two good results for the two Cork teams. We've already heard from John Constantine, John Myler, uh, Aidan Malt and Dan Kearney, and you'll be able to hear all them back on the Big Red Bench podcast after 7 o'clock this evening. Staying with GA, though, and the Skeena Skull finals are taking place this coming week in Parky Rain and uh, earlier on uh, today I caught up with Seamus O'Connor who's PRO of Skeena Skull in Cork to tell me uh, everything about uh, what was happening 
Yeah, essentially, we it's our uh, third major set of finals here in the city. We It's our festival of hurling, this time hurling and camogie. Um, so we have 25 finals um, starting this coming Monday, the 20th. And it's four days this week in Parky Ring and three days the following week in Parky Ring as well. Um, so we're just we're fortunate that we have the facility available to us for the seven days in fairness and we're, we appreciate it um, ultimately we need to use the venue because of health and safety we have 1300 children playing over in the seven days so if you multiply that by uh, families multiply it by pupils yeah. you're talking close on fifteen to 20,000 people over this, the seven yeah. days so we need the venue also we're accessibility for our, our pupils in our schools mm-hmm. of, with special needs so wheelchair access and so forth mm-hmm. is imperative you know so um, look, we're one of the larger operations in the country in relation to primary game sport, uh, sports, let alone the GA. Um, so to have the venue and to have the location and to have the time frame is is key. Uh, the amount of organisation that goes into it. Cause Kieran, yeah, these yeah. are the finals. There's other yeah. competitions as well, like before yeah. this yeah. organisation is crazy. That's fair. I mean, to give you an over- overall view of the operation, I suppose we have the hur- hurling and camogie mm. this time of the year. Before Christmas, we have the football, which is finals-wise slightly larger. It's just to do with the, with the way the groups are set yeah, up. Yeah. And then we have our indoor competitions, which take place between January and March. Um, added to that then we have our four regional committees we have West Cork North Cork yeah. um, we have Carrie Down we also have Muskery and there's a group in Duhallow as well who work with us so uh, 411 schools in total um, on any given Tuesday over the last few weeks you could have upwards of seven, 60 to 70 games in hurling and camogie taking place league fixtures mm. um, and you're right in relation to the operation side of it to actually fix and grade the schools at this point is particularly different, difficult um, because I suppose every school every pupil wants to win and that's not possible so yeah. um, you could you know you need to, to really look back and we've accumulated our, our fixtures over previous years to try and to try and grade them you know yeah. but that is the major headache is actually the grading now yeah, you mentioned uh, roughly the the amount of people who will be coming in to see these games. Yeah. It's a, a lot of people to try and accommodate for as well. It really over is. A few days. Yeah, it really is. And we're, we, look, we, we're grateful. A lot of retired teachers actually come in to help yeah. at this point. I think schools, in the past, we were able to operate on, on schools releasing teachers to come in, I suppose, for health and safety mm. reasons and, and for um, the size of the, 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 the operation. Yeah. It is now we can't rely on that anymore. So we have upwards of 15 to 20 retired teachers who, who come in on yes. a daily basis because you have the PA side of it, you have the scoreboards, you have um, obviously the, the gates, but you have, you know, where you've had such a large number of children, you have to have a lot of, uh, your health and safety element mm-hmm. has to be very much catered for. So that's why we've stewards all around the venue. Plus we use um, some of the local secondary schools mm-hmm. sending TY pupils as well to help yeah. us, you know. Um, it's a huge occasion for the, the, the players and the schools involved itself. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you, you if you look at a lot of the Munster final or Munster championship matches when the when the when the, the players are asked and this isn't only in our mm. county in all the six counties in Munster when they're asked what was done with their first yeah. introductions it would be our finals or finals in Waterford or the primary game element as well mm-hmm. Kieran, where yeah. we have we've pupils who play at half time in Munster championship matches like last weekend we in Camogie you know in yeah. when in the Cork tip game and um, so look we know that we try to value every member of every team, every every panel member, because look, you're, you could be looking at a future um, Cork secretary or, or do hello board secretary or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the reality is this is one of their first uh, fully blown uh, exposures to the, the, the big the big day. And yeah. we make sure that they all enjoy it. There's some 
to be fair, there's some quality games as well under the There is. Um like I suppose there was concern we had a concern ourselves with the with the standard maybe three, four years ago. Yeah. Um the reality was there was a lot of lopsidedness and particularly in the finals. So we did regrade. Um there has been an emphasis on the coaching. We've provided coaching uh, programs for, for, for teachers and for schools. Yeah. And in fairness, parallel to that obviously a lot of clubs now have coaching officers and there there is a, a far more a better emphasis on club school links yeah. but I, I mean if you look on last year's record yeah I mean particularly the the higher the higher graded uh, finals were exceedingly good I mean we were incredibly lucky that mm-hmm. um, even from a, a, a crowd size we would have had 12 to 1400 people at some of the finals which for yeah. <laughs> at primary school stage you know they talk about um, the GA and Cork being the lifeblood of the Cork yeah. well when you come to our finals you do see that no doubt like yeah. um the, the, like you can, you mentioned already. Some of these players will go on administration or whatever, but um, they'll obviously go back to their clubs. There, like, and if they go on a run with the the schools, it can also actually benefit the their local club. One hundred, yeah. I, I, look, I I can't emphasize enough the what schools are giving to clubs and to the GA and, yeah. and as a whole is unparalleled. I mean, if Munster Rugby had the access to the schools, there's four, as I said, there's over 400 schools in Cork mm-hmm. where they're actively taking part in our games. If Munster Rugby or any other associations had that input, look at the power base they'd be able to build upon. So for us, we feel that the teachers are working really hard to give you know credible coaching to the yeah. children, and that's benefiting in the communities and the cl- local clubs. Mm-hmm. But we are seeing that... Um, there is a higher standard definitely okay. coming out into our finals at present and I believe that, that that's transferring at, at the moment you know yeah um, you mentioned the primary game there actually uh, a few minutes ago yeah. um, talk to me about that that's a huge occasion as well for for players who get called up into the primary game that's right. and like, well I suppose firstly how do they get called up into that? Uh, yeah. It must be hard to pick them, but how do That's they fair. get called up into that? And obviously, like it's a huge for not only them, their, their families, but the, the clubs jump on yeah. as well because yeah. you can see the you clubs see posting. It. Yeah, that. yeah, it was an initiative that started a number of years ago, and it's exclusive to Munster at present. Would you believe? Um, so here in Cork, what we do is we ask all of the schools, any school who takes part, they don't necessarily have to take part in our major um, events or our major final or leagues. So there are some schools, like we'll take Castellac National School, right? They only take part in the local carry down blitzes, which mm-hmm. is fair enough because they're a small school. But because of that, they're taking part in our accredited games. They're entitled to nominate a boy or a girl yeah. for either. So you're up to four children. So you can have a boy, a girl, uh, and a boy and a girl in hurling and camogie as well. So football, hurling and camogie. So they go forward to uh, kind of challenge matches where we bring the children together. And essentially, we do pick some of the better players, and that's fair. Um, but at the end of the day, you are trying. They are representing Cork mm-hmm. at a national level, and it's slightly easier for 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 um, Clare Waterford because they literally have a quarter or a fifth of the number of schools mm-hmm. that we do. You know, so yeah. I suppose participation and um, uh, the spread is slightly better. But yeah. we do try our best to, um, you know, vary the where we select the children from as much as we can. Um, going back to the the Guinness Cup finals, it's predominantly it'll be more of the city schools because, like you mentioned, the other regions they'll be playing in their own finals. 
Yeah, and Kieran, I'd like to advertise that. So I suppose Duhalo had their uh, event yesterday, okay. and we'll be advertising that, and we'll be showing pictures of that over the next few days. Um, West Cork are football this time of the year, so West Cork okay. play their finals on the twenty third in Dunmanway. Okay. They play twenty four matches in one day, an unbelievable scenario. Um, f- and uh, North Cork then play their finals later in June. But for us, currently, I suppose the screen is called the main committee okay. or the Christian screen is called. We look after about two hundred and eleven primary schools. That basically, if you if you put a pin in, in Patrick Street and went out about 22 miles and did a circle, that's basically nice. the schools. But we have a lot of schools from East Cork playing, obviously, in the hurling side of it, mm-hmm. so Killa National School and as far as Yall. Um, and then going the western direction, basically it stops at Bandon. Okay. So if that makes sense. Um, but we, it is, I mean, it, it's a huge, I mean, you could literally, yeah, yeah. On, a, on, a, on a, we try to avoid it, but it has happened in the past where like Bandon, are in the same group as y'all so I mean if you look at the distances there that we're trying to travel but just to even to look at West Cork you know they have no way alleviating it but they have schools in Ahalees and in a skiing you're talking 84 miles you know now how they alleviate that is they tend to come together and play blitzes for their league so they play two or three games in a relatively central location but for us we don't do that in our here in the we'll call it in the city division Okay, um, and just like where can people find more information about the finals that are happening over the next? Few yeah, days? thanks for asking that. Um, I suppose our own website, uh, Skinaskull dot com, has all of the fixtures. Okay. Um, and if you follow the social media, Skinaskull on Twitter or Skinaskull on Facebook, um, there'll be uh, daily updates of current fixtures and fixtures to come. Yeah, there you have uh, Seamus O'Connor, PRO of Skinaskull. Uh, just uh, talking about the week that is coming up and the Skeena Skull Finals in Parkyrin. So uh, best luck to all the teams taking part in that. Now, Chris and Fergal from Cork City Amputee Club were in the studio earlier on today. The, the lads are heading over to Georgia for the Amputee Champions League next weekend. Uh, a new uh, competition for uh, players involved in amputee clubs. And because Cork City won the league, uh, the Irish League, last year, uh, they get to represent Ireland. Um, I spoke with them earlier on today and they explained everything about the competition, the week in the head and uh, how they ended up getting to play in the Champions League. Yeah, on the way over to um, Tbilisi in, in, in Georgia, if I have the pronunciation yeah. of Tbilisi right. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a long weekend of games, but an even uh, longer bit with, with travelling to and from it. Um, Fergal, you're, you're playing in it. It's, uh, did you ever envisage yourself playing Champions League football? It's pretty nice. No, um, I only started playing amputee football at the start of 2018 and it was a fairly whirlwind year between um, playing with Cork City, winning the first ever amputee league. Uh, I ended up going to a World Cup with the, with the Irish squad in October mm. to Mexico and now eight months later I'm after the Champions League mm. in Georgia so it's... Serious whirlwind, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a pretty mad couple of months. Um, exactly. but, but Chris, you're heavily involved in this team, obviously. Um, we'll talk about the match now in a second, but the whole logistics trying to get out to Georgia for anything is, is difficult, and but trying to organise um, everything around a match and everything must be a nightmare. Yeah, well, you know, it's the, 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 closer, the closer you get to it, um, you, you take more and more things off your list. Yeah. Um, 
and the pressure slightly comes ahead, gets a little bit, yeah. little bit less. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's been tricky. But I've had the support of some some good people to, to to get there. It couldn't have been in a further away place um, in in Europe in regards to the, to the six teams that have uh, national leagues. But it'll be good. We will get to see um, plenty of countries in Europe from above yeah. um, on the way there and back. Um, when I say it's a nightmare to organise, I'm sure you wouldn't change it for the world getting playing the Champions League anyway. Uh, absolutely not. Yeah. You, you know, like Fergal said, uh, I, I never envisioned myself um, managing a team in a Champions League and a, yeah. and, and a UEFA affiliated um, cha- mm-hmm. Champions League as well. So it's 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 pretty big, and you're kind of pinching yourself every now and again. Um, and and uh, and really looking forward and honoured to, to kind of um, lead a team from from Cork City FC. Yeah, you've uh, you mentioned that you were involved in, in Mexico last year, so you know kind of about the, the type of travel and everything that goes along with being involved in tournaments but Chris this would be your first foray into something like this well, yeah well um, yeah I think the the, the, the furthest trip I had was yeah. from, from Cavan to Galway for the Galway Cup with the, the Cavan on and on, underage league yeah. so, so this is going way beyond yeah. um, but, but, but a good experience I'm looking yeah. forward to it and I've, I've had the support of um, some of the guys who, who have been out to these tournaments um, and some of the guys that have done a lot of the um, uh, the groundwork to, to, to get to, to, to Mexico for um, yeah. for, the, for the World Cup so um should be alright yeah um, talk to me how you got into it uh, obviously there's a league back home uh, you won that uh, that's how you got into the Champions League yeah so last year um, was the inaugural league um, of the of Amputee Football uh, the, the, the Amputee Football National League mm-hmm. um, and there's three teams competing in it um, ourselves um, Shamrock Rovers and Bohemian FC Um and uh, yeah, it was it was a busy season. I mean, we, because there's so few teams in it, you mm-hmm. play each other um, once a month, pretty much, or th- every three weeks. So you get to know each other very, very intimately um, over the season. And yeah. as 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 you kind of figure teams out, they figure you out, and you've kind of re-identify yourself yeah. a, a, a little bit as it as it goes on. But um, we worked hard the whole way through the season, and um, probably trailed bows um, by a big point gap um, early on, and clawed it back uh, week by week, week and month by month and on the last day of the season him pulled the rug out from, from, from Bowes and uh, won the league um, and we didn't know at the end of the, end of the season that we were going to be um, there was going to be in a, okay. a Champions League uh, we kind of found out maybe a bit of, a, a month later um, and uh, yeah I, I, I didn't believe it at the time I thought it was some, somebody was pulling me leg yeah, um, yeah. but uh, lo and behold we're, we're off to to, to, to represent yeah. Cork City and the country yeah um, you mentioned playing the, the same teams over and over the same two other teams does that keep it interesting though because you have to keep changing things because you get so used to each other yeah it it, it, it does I mean when you think you've you've, you've figured somebody out um, they've gone and changed um, mm. and perhaps when they've think, think they've figured you out yeah, yeah. you have to change so it, 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 the dynamic of the games change um, very often um, and they can be very competitive because of that uh, same for yourself Fergal I suppose you're playing the same players over and over I suppose I, I'm sure that there's some kind of friendships off the pitch but you get to know these guys very very well because there is the, only so many of you yeah exactly because I suppose so, so it's, it's an niche sport I suppose yeah. isn't it? And, like, obviously only a few months ago we were playing all together with the other team over Mexico and yeah. now obviously we were battling against each other every month and obviously as you say like they do get to you, you get to know the players and they get to know you as in Obviously, those players have only one leg, and obviously the mm-hmm. goalie has only one arm. So obviously they'll try and hit it to your weak side. So yeah. just you know, you have to try and you have to try and get 
Chris mentioned that you only probably followed a month or so after the league there was a Champions League spot and you probably pulled the rug from under Bowes has, what was the reaction like from the lads and the other team? Because I'm sure you know each other some bit. Like, were they in touch with Newell or like they, they were very gracious in defeat. Like, it, it's always nice to beat the Dubs, like you know. But, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it was it was the last game of the season, and it was in the last five minutes as well, wasn't it? That that we got the winning goal. But I know, like even even the last day or two there now, there's been good luck messages from the, from the other um, from the other teams in the, in the in the international WhatsApp and stuff. So it's nice, yeah. There, there is a great relationship yeah. between between the three teams um, because of the size this the size of 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 the league um, and it's 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 fairly new in Ireland. Yeah, um, we we're not playing at full international rules domestically, okay. so um, international rules are seven aside. Um, but our league is played at five aside until the player base grows. Um, so we wouldn't have a massive squad. Um, so going out to Georgia, there's a, an agreement because of okay. we're a small league that we can actually borrow um, players from Bohemians and and and, and Rovers. Oh, okay. um, so so we've got a couple of players from from, from each in in there. Um, so it's good that we have that that working relationship with them. Yeah. And did you know much about um, your opposition? Sure. Over to flat. It's very very difficult yeah. to um, to to kind of see games um, from, from, from most of the leagues um, we're in, in in a group with um, AFC Tbilisi and yeah. uh, Dynamo Altai I think is, is, is their name they're the teams from Russia and, uh, and and Georgia haven't seen any of their any of their games but uh, in the opposite group there was um, Lega Warsaw so might have a, a rematch with them in a, in a semi-final um, yeah. a repeat of last year's with the senior men's team um, but there's Everton and uh, a, a team from Tor- Turkey, okay. Auro Tech, or something like that. But they, they, they'd be very. They, they, some of the teams on the opposite group would be a would be very very strong, particularly the the Turkish sides mm-hmm. who are, are, are actually semi professional. Okay, right. um, and I think their games are are, are shown on um, like a, a highlights uh, program similar right. to, to Match of the Day in in Turkey. So it's it's quite big mm-hmm. um, in, in Turkey. And I think they have a couple of tiers, um, and the rest of the, the rest okay. of the leagues I think are playing a, a seven aside. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting for us, but. Uh, um, you know, you'll find out uh, a lot about teams when we get out there. Yeah, you really pull the short straw with the opposition and the groups there, Russia and Georgia. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll, the I genuinely don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just the distances. Oh, right, but, but, but they're all going to be they're all going to be in the same they're, they're all in the same same location. Okay, so um, um, on the fourth, so it's it's played over two days. Okay. Um, uh, we'll play both teams in our group on Saturday, right. um, and then there'll be um, playoff games and 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 semi final games on the on the Sunday and final okay. games. All being well, yeah. Well, that's good because I wouldn't know that the, the whole competition is run over. It's run, yeah. Days, I think so for the yeah. logistics of it. Yeah. And perhaps the, the the finances for maybe getting together for, mm. for semi finals and finals um, is is just going to be too too much. And yeah, maybe they might change in, in in future years because it's the first year of it and it's it's never been done. Um, but it'll be it'll be a lot for the players. I mean, um, the fact that we we'll, we have a, a squad of twelve players, um, we'll need we'll need every one of them um, yeah. because of the fatigue of of, of using really using one limb and playing two games uh, in 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 a day. It'll be a lot for them. 
Yeah, um, it's obviously going to be great experience for like you know you're involved in the, the international side, Fergal, but for maybe those who aren't or, or even like Chris who's getting involved in this now, um, it, it's great experience the whole thing to be involved in. Oh, absolutely massive! Yeah, just to, to represent Cork City, to represent mm. our league, and represent our country. And as Chris is saying, there's there's six teams in it, so the top two in each group get out so like if we can get out of our group we'll be in the semi-final of the Champions League and anything can happen then because it, yeah. it, it is tournament football like, isn't it so um, so yeah. ho- hopefully we can we can do the league and and, and the club proud Are you doing any or does preparation change in any way considering you would know a whole pile about the teams anyway you can't prepare specifically for for the teams I guess so does preparation ever change well I suppose there's a big thing I suppose is, as Chris was saying like we are playing five aside in the league so just to get used to playing the yeah. same aside and obviously the fact that we do have some of the Bows and Shamrock Rovers players just obviously obviously mm-hmm. so to, to, to get together with them and to know the tactics and just I suppose we'll just worry about ourselves really and and hope for the best. They'll know all about the tactics now. Going back into the league, the balls and Shamrock. Yeah, I know, yeah, they, they can see see everything we've been working on now. But no, it, not knowing the the teams we're playing against is, is it can kind of be a, a bit of a blessing, really. Okay. I mean, um, we're not going to get bogged down with with overwatching videos yeah. um, and trying to overanalyze teams. Um, I think it'll it'll give us a good uh, opportunity to go in and play our own game and uh, um, play, play play our own brand of football and um, not not get too worried about um, what our other teams are going. Do but we'll have a chance to watch other teams when when we're out there and um, maybe pick up on a on a few things of what they do and hopefully they don't pick up on too much of what we do. Chris, we uh, we talked about the the whole Champions League game, but um, people are going to be able to to watch it themselves over here. Uh, it's obviously a very good. Uh, idea what's happening but just explain to us yeah so the the, the whole tournament um, which is being played all, all through next weekend is um, is being live streamed um, through the, the the European Association's um, social media um, mm-hmm. it's through their their, their their Facebook so it's it's the European Amputee Football Federation yeah. and uh, every game that uh, that we play um, will, will be live um, obviously there'll be a bit of a bit of a time difference um, but it's on it's on the Football Federation's um, Facebook and um, yeah hopefully we'll get a few people people watching us yeah. um, I don't know if there'll be many fans from, from Cork travelling out to, to watch us but Sorry, uh, yeah. we, we might there might be a f- few people um, out, out there um, li- listening in and they might pop down to, to watch us um, yeah. it's in the, the, the Georgian Football Federation's um, okay. training facility so you never know you might find one passionate yeah. City fan down there um, and uh, talks unofficial talks possibly of the league that you're playing in, in Ireland being streamed possibly yeah um, so be- because it's still still grown um, they, they, they they want more and more people to, to know about it and more and more players to see it and, and, and see what uh, the, the, the spectacle of, of uh, amputee football yeah. is so perhaps later on in the season I think it's being looked at at, at, at the minute um, for the for the IAFA mm-hmm. um, to start live streaming some games through through their okay. um, social media ok and uh, Fergal we, we talked about um players and stuff you'd have there and how it's five aside and that um, but that was great to get new players people there probably just genuinely don't know this even exists yeah like January 18 when you started playing this game and as I touched on at the start like mm. what, what's happened in that year and a half for me has been unbelievable really um, if there are any people out there male or female the game is open to vote 
um, if they're um, an empathy just to get in touch I suppose with um, with the Cork City Facebook page or something I'm actually I'm involved with Cork City Facebook so um, I can pass on details or anything yeah. and it would be great even even if someone just wants to come down and watch this training first or anything yeah. um, that'd, be, that'd be great so, I guess it's not even just the playing part it's the social aspect of it as well oh yeah it's great like as I said um like you're getting to meet other people like uh, as um, I'm I'm a goalie so obviously I'm, I was born without a left hand um, yeah. so even just to meet other, other people like uh, with yeah. the other teams and even being at the World Cup and stuff like obviously every goalie is an empathy whether born that way or an accident mm-hmm. or whatever so it's it, it is a great social aspect yeah. and um, yeah. it was one of the best decisions I ever made to start playing anyway so Perfect so uh, thanks very much for uh, coming in on the Big Red Bench Pleasure Cheers Thanks man. I have Chris and Fergal speaking to me uh, earlier on today about the uh, Amputee Champions League that they're taking part in in Georgia next week. So very, very best of luck to them. Just before we finish up uh, this evening, uh, we'll be able to hear very quickly from interim Cork City boss John Cotter. They're away to UCD on Monday. I caught up with John earlier on today. I suppose uh, this might last first to, to Dundalk, but a chance to rectify that uh, against UCD. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's a great opportunity to have a game so soon after to put things right and hopefully get another three points and no time for anyone to feel sorry for themselves and have to pick yourself up and get going again and that's what we've, we started to do again from yesterday morning yeah, Any niggles or injuries actually? Yeah. Um, Dan Casey's still struggling um, hopefully Gerald Morrissey comes back into contention as such um, Shane Griffin will be 50-50 he's doing a fitness test in the morning and um, Graham Cummins is just tight, tight hamstring at the moment. So that's the that's the worst thing about having a game so soon after that. You look fellas who are struggling, so we need to monitor them over the next twenty four hours. Uh, obviously, that's the downside to having a game so quick. But obviously, the plus side is if you have lost the the day before, you just mentioned it's obviously a bonus to get back out and get it over the head. Exactly, and that's that's what we're looking to do, and that's what we've we've looking to do look, look to do since yesterday and this morning to to bounce back properly and. 